Hey out there to all people and wannabe Ghostbusters, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that definitely knows where the giant praying mantises are kept, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Oh my god, Brandon. I'm not doing great. I didn't get to see a giant praying mantis last week. It's still bugging me. I know, I know. A real bummer. Letdown of the season so far, and it was the... Well... It was the... Premiere episode, so it doesn't bode well. You know what, Brandon? Spoilers. Uh, this episode let me down, too. I didn't see no goddamn cats. What spoilers? We're getting way <laughs> oh too far God. out of ourselves well, at this point in the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's too much. First, yeah. <laughs> we have to introduce our guest. Yeah. All the way from Australia. <gasps> she made the time <laughs> to sync up with us here and be on the podcast. We've got Rebecca back for the third time. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Becca. How are you doing? I'm very well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually not that far away from Brandon. <laughs> I'm like 30 yeah. centimeters so away from him. I yes. haven't talked to you since the last episode you were on, Tale of the Time Trap. Uh, what have you been doing since then? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm just a year. married to some jerk. <laughs> I like to imagine that was a you guys long time is, ago. You guys' cheeks are touching as you're, as you're hearing your words together. <laughs> it's really cute in my mind. <laughs> we are pretty cute. <laughs> so, you're back. This is your first time uh, with the Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just quickly, how do you, how do you think the two shows compare? Just in yeah. presentation, uh, production, music, etc. Mm. Acting, direction. <laughs> Have you been watching the episodes with Brandon? Twist endings. Uh, not usually, because I have to, like, try and keep the kids away a lot of the time. (laughs) No, I don't let her watch them with me, because when I watch the episode, I'm pausing it every two seconds to write notes. Oh, that's so boring, yeah. Yeah, so I I don't want to subject her to that torture. Um, but I have tuned in on IG a few times to join the watch party. Um, I really liked the Monster Blood episode which one part one on the plane i think it was part two two. i asked if there was a part three and i think courtland said there was in the book but not on the show oh yeah there's and i thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity on their part um it's kind of hard to compare the two shows i don't know i like them both i like them both too yeah Yeah, i like them both children's horror anthology it's all good. I'll take it. <laughs> so, Brandon, guess what? What? I don't remember if I've told you about this or not, but my cat's got diabetes, and um, oh. she has to, she goes she pees like all the time, right? Well, anyway, she accidentally peed on the carpet, and I didn't notice it for a little while. So we have like some flies in our house. It's been an ongoing issue for a while. I still got to rip out some more carpet. But anyway, Kim bought me a fly swatter that is like electric. <laughs> so- really. Yeah, it looks like a tennis racket, and you hold the power button, and it, like, is electrified. So, I was using it the other day, because I was like, this is either going to be fucking awesome, or it's going to be stupid as hell, right? So, I'm using it, and I found a fly, and, like, I, I used it on it, and <laughs> when it touches the fly swatter, it just, like, explodes. It's just like, <laughs> and it's the okay, scariest shit. so that shit. sounds amazing. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So... She's on this, like, coupon website where she gets, like, a bunch of shit for cheap, and she's like, I got this awesome fly swatter, and I was like, alright, let's play with it. 
It's a lot of fun. Okay, that sounds dangerous. That's like how you end up with one of those microwavable bacon Tupperware things. Oh my god, I had one of those. <laughs> I know, that's why I bring it up. Didn't you sell it in a yard sale? I did. Sorry, Mom, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cortland, we have been having animal issues too. Tell me more. Today, I got an email from Amazon.com yeah. that said, hey... Regarding your recent delivery, Mm -hmm. we had an issue, a little incident, with a dog at your property. What? And so now you need to send us its vaccination history and all this stuff. And Cortland, we ain't got no dog. Yeah, you don't even have a dog. Okay, are you talking about the neighbor's dog? Because it was barking in one of the episodes, but I obliterated it via editing. I don't know. I don't know which dog this is. It was a hungry hound outside our house. Do you guys have some sort of barking ghost in your house? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's just really unlucky because what did the odds that a dog would be walking past at the exact same time a driver would be pulling up and walking like a few meters to the front door? Yeah. So what are you going to do? Are you just going to be like, Amazon, what? I don't have no dogs. Like, Yeah, I, I sent him an email response like, uh, we ain't got no dog, yo. <laughs> and then Brandon offered his vaccination status instead. <laughs> Will this do? I don't have rabies. I got my tetanus shot when I was a baby. Is that count? <laughs> oh, that's silly. that's silly. Well, I'm sorry. that Did you get your package, though? Did you get your package? Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, nice. that's the it's important awful. thing, right? Is it a fly swatter? <laughs> no. No. I wish. No, but he's jumping on Amazon right now to get one. <laughs> and they say, your house is banned from deliveries. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's a shame. That is a shame. <laughs> if it's real. No. I okay. No, good. I would die if they banned our house from deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> we well, anyway, this podcast is sponsored by Electric Fly Swatters. <laughs> And Amazon. <laughs> All right. Well, Rebecca, I'll ask you first. <laughs> okay. What did you think of this episode? Just overall. Um, I thought it was a bit silly. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> what about this episode could possibly be silly? Um, I think, should we wait till we oh, yeah. get into it? We don't want to give spoilers. Yeah. Just generally. So you thought it was silly. Yeah. Were you scared at any point? Um, yeah, I was pretty uh, shaking in my boots there for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I got out my flashlight, you know, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. (sighs) This episode. So, Cortland, you alluded earlier to the fact that uh, this episode maybe let you down a little bit with uh, the missing cat. Biggest thing about this episode, no cats at all in it. Yeah, considering... Just like last episode, like, the cat is the whole cover. Like, that's yes. That's why you buy that book. You're like, whoa, look at that cat. You know what? Nobody ate any pizza either. Now I'm thinking about it. There's mashed potatoes, but no pizza. The book's always better than the movie, so they say. <laughs> oh, okay, so the episode itself. No cat, but what did you think about everything else? It's okay. It's not. It's not great by any... <laughs> By any stretch. It's not great. You know, Roxanne Uh, was kind of catty. Maybe that's why I had the cat. Yeah, well, yeah. Her relationship with Sam was really weird. Um, 
I, I ultimately, Brandon, um, this episode, like spoilers, it has a kind of a twist ending, <laughs> and um, mm. it makes me not understand any of the episode after I know. <laughs> I don't understand the motivation for anybody. Yeah, we're we're yeah. definitely gonna get gonna get into that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe we, we should just the episode separately, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Separate rooms. <laughs> well, maybe we should just talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the episode begins at night. We see the inside of a quiet house. Then it. Whip pans over to a teen boy and girl crouched next to a basement door. Mm -hmm. The boy, Sammy, opens the door carefully and peeks through. Through a crack in the door, we see a man and a woman in white lab coats surrounded by sciency looking props. Oh boy. And a bust of some sort of little statue of like a naked dude, too. I don't know why that's there. Well, sure, you need one of those. I'm gonna get that thing yeah. on. It's it's just like a bunch of stuff that's meant to look like technology. Science-tastic. Yeah, just blinking lights and diodes. Just good enough to fool kids that are watching into thinking, this is real science. Absolutely. This is hardcore shit, kids. The man is fiddling with some gadget and starts spouting some technical-sounding Sammy closes the door and tells the girl, Roxanne, that he doesn't think this is such a hot idea. She tells him, Come on, your parents are working, the house could fall down and they wouldn't notice. Okay, so we got neglectful parents. (laughs) What did you think about when the dad said it's like a molecular detection light or something like that, and... She was like, it's not a video camera. I was like, why did she go straight to video camera? Did you guys think that was weird? No. As soon as he started talking about, like, oh, this uh, proton transponder, (laughs) my brain just shut down. I was like, all right, science. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, um, so he's a transponster. That's his job. Science talk mumbo jumbo. Love it. I was like, oh, that won't come up again. Yeah. I just thought the woman was a bit... uh, snippy i don't know what's the right word but she just was like yeah i wouldn't want to be in a lab with that bitch (laughs) (laughs) see pretty much everybody that's not the main character is snippy and annoying that's true and the main character is just annoying but not snippy (laughs) and yeah the parents are neglectful i guess because they have to work (laughs) they're like work at home scientists (laughs) classic yeah what (laughs) they don't have a lab somewhere No, it's oh, home. I mean, it's it's very similar to "Don't Go in the Basement." You didn't see the, the sign, basement. but it said "Stay out of the basement." And they work at night. They're obviously, you know, vampires. We should <laughs> kill them with stakes. <laughs> Spoilers. So the two kids sneak out of the house, and later on, we see them walking up to an old-looking house. Sammy says, "Boy, I didn't think hedges could get so big." And Roxanne tells him, why do you think they call it Hedge House? Mm-hmm. And right. she's had two lines at this point, and she's been nasty both times. <laughs> yeah, she's just, uh... I don't, I don't really understand the relationship, because, like, presumably yeah. they're friends. It doesn't It doesn't seem like they're forced to be in the situation, but also... I think they're also, friends because of stuff that happens later, so... Yeah. They don't seem to like each other very much. Well, it doesn't really say it until a little while here, but they have, like, a school project that they're working on, 
Mm -hmm. they have to go into a haunted house? I don't get it. Yeah. But one of the things about this episode, too, is that uh, there are no best friends. (laughs) Nobody's Uh, friends with this kid. (laughs) Nobody's friends with anyone. Even the best friend that's invisible (laughs) says he's not a friend. (laughs) Yeah, nobody is friends in this episode, so... Even his best friends are like, nah, I don't want to be associated with that guy. Sammy really just wants to go, and he tells Roxanne that there probably isn't a ghost in the house anyway, so they might as well just leave. Mm -hmm. Roxanne says that the legend says there is a ghost. I'm going to stop you, Brandon. I feel like most of this dialogue for this entire episode is just Sam and somebody else arguing back and forth, so hopefully it wasn't too bad. Yeah, she always has to get the last say. And did you guys notice how light it was in the house? Like, for a dark, haunted house, it was very light, and she had a flashlight, but I'm pretty sure the lights behind the mantle were way brighter than that light. (laughs) Well, invisible people need to see, too. (laughs) They don't have eyes. How do they pay for their electricity bill? Good question. This is the days before, like, online payments, so they just, like, walk down to the post office and put the bill and the money on the counter. I guess. It's invisible. <laughs> Just walk into a bank, grab money, walk out. That's what I would do. The kids walk right into the open house and flash their flashlights around the not-very-dark empty rooms. Yep. Sammy tries again to convince Roxanne to go, telling her that no school project is worth all this. And True. Roxanne says, fuck the school project. We get this ghost on tape, we gonna be famous. She wanted to be a YouTuber before it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to be a AOL chat room star. Is I that was a thing? having a bit of a hard time actually figuring out what the school project was meant to be. And later on it seemed a bit ambiguous because of what he said he wanted the project to be. And I was like, what class is this for? Is this for yeah. science? Is this for videography? I just couldn't really tell what the point of the assignment was and like why did she get to choose what they were doing and why they were together doing a project that they couldn't even agree on like what's the topic yeah Yeah, and i i can't i cannot understand like what this project could possibly be because Mm. presumably they're like all right we're gonna prove ghosts are real and Mm -hmm. uh you know the discovery of all time like these two little kids are just gonna break open the mystery of the afterlife and something or they're just gonna walk through a house and get a bunch of footage of nothing Mm -hmm. which is you know maybe more likely (laughs) so this project is is nothing they're gonna turn in a tape of them walking around an empty house and be like we did it and they were never shown in the actual class with the teacher or what the subject was or anyone else in that particular class for the project unless it was an equations project (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's fractions Uh, yeah and she seemed like kind of like an overachiever because she wanted to be in this haunted house but i guess if she thought she was going to be famous she probably was you know doing it for the money or whatever they'd get she's a a off-brand Courtney is what she is. Oh my god. She's like the offest brand possible. <laughs> Sammy goes, 
What are you thinking? A ghost is just going to pop out in front of you to get his picture taken? Roxy, clearly annoyed now, tells him, Listen, I'm not asking you to do too much here, okay? Just stand there and keep your eyes open. He waits for her to leave and says, Believe me, my eyes are wide open. Yep, he won't say it to her face because she's going to sass him again. Most of the dialogue in this episode doesn't even matter. <laughs> You're right. I'll just skip to the important bits. So, the credits are rolling. Episode's over. <laughs> we'll finally move on. Sammy backs his way in front of a fireplace. Above the mantle is a large mirror. Behind his back, a dirty work glove lifts off the mantle by itself and starts drawing on the mirror. Oh, boy. And it, it's, uh, it's not a great effect. It looks like no. a PowerPoint slideshow. That's one of many not good effects in this episode. <laughs> well, this episode has more effects than usual, and they're all bad. The glove draws a smiley face on the mirror, and Sammy turns and sees it and is like, what the fuck? But then Roxanne comes into the room and startles him. Next, we see the kids climbing the staircase that is in every episode of Goosebumps, Cortland. Um, I was gonna say, Brandon, is this the same house from, uh, Don't Wake Mummy? Uh, I believe no, it is. Wait. Maybe it's the same staircase from, uh, you know, Night of Living Dummy 3, I don't know. I feel like the Sammy's house, when he was going over, like, peeking in the basement, I feel like that was the basement from Stay Out of the Basement. And I, oh, I think is, yeah. these stairs are the stairs we've seen in How to Kill a Monster, Welcome to Dead House, Night of the Living Dummy 3. Yeah, I think you're right. They've been everywhere, man. They get to the top of the stairs and hear a loud sound, which makes them both jump. They're like, whoa, what was that? That's the first time the girl sort of actually seemed a bit scared before that she was very much like, you know, you could tell she was really judging Sam by being scared. Yeah, he is kind of scared of everything, though, so I do not blame her. Did you notice, like, every time she kind of squints her eyes, she looks constipated? <laughs> I can't say I did. I have the episode up now, and she does. <laughs> confirmed. Constipation confirmed. From around a corner, we see a wheeled serving trolley with a squeaky wheel roll its way towards the kids. And Sammy, the guy who has been scared of literally everything so far in this episode, looks at this shit and goes, Huh, must be some kind of breeze. Oh my god. Like, I was watching that and I was thinking, like, I would be terrified if I saw that. That's like one of the only scary imageries in this episode, though. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't just roll down the hall. Like, it rolls around a corner. So, that's not a breeze. That's like something out of the omen. <laughs> They go to investigate the trolley, and on it is a silver dome on top of a platter. Roxanne passes the camera off to Sammy to get it on video as she opens the lid. While she opens it, we see both kids from the perspective of Goosebumps' patented creeper cam. But this time, it's all warbly. I don't know why. Like, knowing yeah. what I know now, I don't understand why, but whatever. Under the lid, Roxanne finds a note. And on it, in warbly handwriting, it says, I'm ready for my close-up. Spooky. I guess. They hear another sound from behind them, and Sammy goes, Fuck this shit, I'm out. 
Roxanne practically tackles him, points to a door, and says, The ghost is in there. We're going in. So, they do go in. Roxanne finds a big red leather chair and goes, Ooh, look at this. Sammy tells her, It's just a chair. But when she spins it around, there's another note on it. And this time, it says, Boo! The ghost likes to write notes. Yeah. It's got beautiful penmanship. And again, this doesn't get much of a reaction out of Sammy. And Roxanne asks, is this supposed to scare us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the whole thing. <laughs> boo. You don't, you don't say boo if you're not trying to scare someone. I mean, the whole situation is scary. I don't know. <laughs> like if, this was, if I was in this house and this shit was happening, I wouldn't be in the house anymore. Yeah, and we never really know much about Roxanne's backstory or anything, so we un- <laughs> we understand. <laughs> I know, I know. We understand that Sam's parents are busy in the basement doing the science, but why are her parents letting her out at night <laughs> into a haunted house? She doesn't have parents. I don't know. I feel like she would just be like, "Bye, Janet, Steve. I'm going out." Mm. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Yes, Roxanne." Well, they'd be like, thank goodness, we want that little bitch gone. (laughs) So they find that that Buno, and, you know, they're like, whatever. But then, a superimposed clown face slowly floats at the kids and laughs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Sammy screams us into a commercial break. I paused it here to look at the ghost because I was like, what even is that? It looked really bad. Yeah, it's a clown. (laughs) And it goes... (laughs) Like, it's like soundboard, classic, spooky laugh. The really white makeup reminded me of the band Kiss, so I guess that's kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) You scared of Kiss? Uh, Who isn't, Brandon? They're a bit creepy, yeah. Okay. Okay, Grandma from the 1960s. (laughs) When we come back from break, Sam has ran all the way back to his own house. Roxy catches up to him and asks, what's up? Sam is like, didn't you see it? She tells him, yeah, there was a note, and then he ran off screaming. Sam tells her, no, the clown face. Roxanne goes, oh, okay, you mean this. And she reaches into her bag and pulls out a rubber clown mask. Okay, so she took it? I take it. But... Yeah, she she definitely had the mask. I was wondering, though, did the camera get left behind? Because I was not sure on that. He was holding the camera, wasn't he? Well, they have it later, so I oh, guess. Yeah, well, true. there's a part in the scene where he gives it back to her. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. But yeah, she definitely had the mask. She pulled, like, she pulled it out. But that doesn't explain why it would be just, like, floating there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That didn't make any sense. He tells her that he saw it floating in the air like some kind of invisible friend was wearing it. And Roxanne is like, then why didn't you get it on camera, huh? Sam tells her he is never, ever going into that house again. And she responds, then you shouldn't have teamed up with me for this school project. Yeah, that's when I was like, what the fuck? So they picked to be together? The teacher didn't make them be together? (laughs) They're not best friends. No, no. Not, neither of them are invisible. I don't know what's going on. Well, something <laughs> else. Ha- something else happened later that made me think they are friends. 
But he said he wanted to do photosynthesis. So again, I was really confused because photosynthesis is like science and ghosts are like, you know, paranormal and there's no paranormal class at school. I don't know. Unless he wanted to get photosynthesis on camera. That'd be boring. Time lapse. (laughs) (laughs) But easy. Just leave it there. Go play Nintendo. But I was surprised she didn't sort of force him back to the house then and there because she was so bossy. That would have made this episode a little interesting. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't. A little shorter, maybe. I wonder who owned the camera because I sort of thought their parents didn't buy them bikes, but video cameras back in the 90s were probably a lot of money. Dude, she probably just stole it. (laughs) Now we're just deciding her backstory is she's a thief. We're giving her a backstory because they failed us. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) I haven't read the book, but... Oh, yeah, there's a book. Should Should we get it? Nobody's read the book. No. Yeah, sure. All right. I'll get it for you for your next birthday. I went to Barnes & Noble on Thursday to get some more stuff for the giveaway, and there was not... There were barely any Goosebumps books there. I got a Goosebumps book for my birthday this year. And a white. It was a bundle. Uh, The Ghost Next Door, I think it's called. Oh. It's one of the ones with the new cover. Oh, okay. (laughs) He says that like he's disgusted by it. I bought one with the new cover, too, so... Oh. Okay. It's all right. (laughs) Well, what? We want the ones with things that don't even appear in the episodes, like a cat cover? Maybe it appear in the book. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not reading them. No, I hope so. <laughs> I hope at some point in this book there's a cat that's scared. We need to read it because we have a lot of questions. If we're still confused after we read the book, we're going to have to like do our own fanfic. We have a guy on Twitter who tells me all the differences between the books and the episodes. His name's TJ, so he'll let us know in a couple weeks. Cool. So Sam tells Roxanne that he wanted to do photosynthesis for the project, and she says... Well, too bad, we're stuck with it. I mean, they could still just do photosynthesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or change the or project anything. to something they both agree on. Because <laughs> they've done nothing for this one so far. <laughs> <laughs> Later that night, Sammy is asleep in bed when he is awoken by a sound. He goes to investigate, and we see that the warbly fisheye creeper cam is watching him again. He wanders the dark house until he comes upon a rocking chair moving on its own. He gives a tiny little gasp and then turns on the lights. When the lights come on, the chair slowly comes to a stop. This kid is so inconsistent, like he seriously is just scared of everything except the things that are actually scary, and he doesn't care about it all. He spins all around wondering what's going on, and then the door to the basement pops open. So Sam walks downstairs, and the basement is filled with all of the fake science-y looking shit from before. There's like one of those plasma ball thingies that you put your hand on, and it goes... Oh, man. Remember when your brother had a plasma ball? Yeah. That was awesome. Sam calls out for mom and dad, and then a bright light flashes in his face. It's the middle of the night, and he can't find his mom and dad. He should stop looking, because, you know, parents do things at night. (laughs) Oh, good lord. And they're not answering him. Like, just leave it alone, dude. Go back to bed. He knows what his parents do, and it's all just science. (laughs) I think they're doing science in there. (laughs) They're doing the rainforest, so. (laughs) 
A bright light flashes in his face, and Dad asks him, What are you doing here? Sam tells his dad that he heard noises, and Dad tells him he's not allowed in the basement. Dad's in basements. They're very protective. Why did the dad not have a light on down in the basement? That's the part I also didn't understand. Was he down there doing science? It was science, but he, he, was doing he just something. Uses, uses the light of that plasma ball for everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had a flashlight, though, I'm pretty sure, when the kid came down and shone the flashlight. like He could have just had the overhead light on. One of the things I love about Goosebumps' parents is that if they have a flashlight, it will be shined in children's faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Cortland in that game we used to play, Death by Daylight, with the flashlight. <laughs> Can, can you imagine, like, it's dark in your house and you have a flashlight and your kid comes up to you and you just shine it in their face? Like, how much <laughs> of an asshole do you gotta be? You're right. <laughs> if you show a flashlight in the first act, it will be shined in a kid's face. Absolutely. Make sure that I love fucking blind for no reason. <laughs> I love that dad... Even though he's working in his own home at like midnight, is still wearing a bow tie. Yeah, I, I wrote okay. that down too. Why was he wearing a bow tie? You gotta look yeah. your best in case any scientists come over. <laughs> in and case any brand, kids barge you know? into the basement, they're not allowed to be in. <laughs> Sam isn't really listening to Dad saying to stay out of the basement, and he reaches out to touch a piece of technology Dad has on the table. Dad says, "Don't touch my stuff." And that it's a secret project that he's not allowed to talk about. But he does talk about it, saying that the device is used to make things that are hard to see easier to see. Well, that'll never come up again. <laughs> what did you think when he asked his dad, did you open the kitchen window? And he said, yeah, because the house is stuffy. But he's like downstairs in the basement <laughs> with a locked door or a shut door, closed door, whatever. And wearing, like, three layers he had on the yellow shirt and the vest and the science coat and the bow tie. And he's complaining about his stuffy house. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pretty big bow tie. (laughs) I I felt annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) And you could see when the dad was, like, saying, just go back to bed. He really sort of seemed exasperated. Like, he just wanted to say, get out of here, you little shit. (laughs) He is doing a little shit, though. <laughs> he is. He learned it from Roxanne. <gasps> Whoa. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your invisible bestie. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got. We are just so thankful for you spending some time with us. We have plenty of extra content available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. Help support our show and get access to some sweet stuff like behind the scenes videos, bloopers, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Tiers start as low as $1 a month. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Sarah, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch. The Silver Goth, Shane, Steven, Matt, Gerilyn, Aaron, Brittany, and Kyle. The Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela. And the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. 
Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We post tons of content for every episode, including handmade gifts and memes, videos, polls, and more. We watch full-length episodes live on Instagram every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I stream video games on Twitch, too, so check me out, twitch.tv slash privateislandc, where I'm usually playing some Dead by Daylight or maybe some Elden Ring. It's always a good time, so stop by and say hi. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this themed dating star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. For now, I'll let you get back to the show. As always, thank you for listening in, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Sam walks back to his room and opens the door. Before he even cracks the door, he unleashes the biggest gasp I've ever heard. Because his room is trashed. Wow. You're right. He doesn't he doesn't even have time to see what happened before the gasp starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gasps and then opens the door. And that gasp is like <laughs> <laughs> Like he oh man. I can't do that. I'm not feeling good. I gotta cough now. He makes a gasp that sounds like a foghorn. <laughs> okay, this is the part where I sort of wondered, maybe they are friends, because his immediate response not to yell out to his dad or run back downstairs is to call his project partner in the middle of the night. That's a good and she point. Just, she just answers like she's been waiting by the phone for his call or something. He's not like, Mom, we have a home invader who could possibly be here to murder us. He's like, for all we know, Mom's murdered already. Better get she on the blower and ring Roxanne. It's true. Sammy tells Roxanne that he thinks something followed him home from Hedge House. And we can see that something is watching him while he makes the call. Yes, presumably the thing that followed him from Hedgehouse, right? Uh, presumably we don't the know. thing that made him gasp. There could be lots of things. The next day at school, Sammy is in class, sitting next to Roxanne. She tells him very confidently that ghosts don't follow people home. Okay. He's like, what, you got a goddamn ghost manual or something? Roxanne tells Sammy that he looks tired and he should get some sleep, even though... They're in the middle of a school day. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, is he just meant to drop down in the middle of the classroom? Well, the answer's yes. you don't disobey Roxanne. Put your head down. <laughs> Nap time, children. Roxanne says. Sam tells Roxanne that he's never going to be able to sleep again. Cut to later that night. At home, Mom and Dad are snoring together on the couch. Sammy is sitting nearby trying to stay awake but his eyelids are getting heavy. On the TV, he's watching the Goosebumps episode, The Scarecrow <laughs> Walks at Midnight. Yeah, I was like, damn it, it's ended again? We're going to be so excited. <laughs> it was so cool, but no Scarecrows were seen, so no points, no points. Is that the uh, maximum overdrive portion of the episode? Yeah, the f- combine crashes through the barn wall. Sammy's eyes close for just a second, and lightning flashes. When he opens his eyes, Mom and Dad are gone. He looks around for them, but only the fisheye creeper cam watcher is there. Lightning flashes again, and then shit just starts flying all over the place. Pillows, popcorn, the works. Oh, man. Like, I wouldn't mind having a ghost, but like a messy ghost? Yeah, that can fuck right off. Yeah. Need a ghost that cleans. (laughs) Yeah. Or a goat. A goat. 
<laughs> or a ghost that's willing to play go-karts with you and play tennis with you. I mean, if I could have a ghost that would clean my house, I would, I'd consider him my invisible best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'd leave money out on the counter. Be like, take this to pay your electricity bill. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy runs into his room and barricades the door with a chair. But the creeper follows him. His toy spaceships begin to jiggle on his shelf. And then one of them rises up from the floor by itself and floats in the air. What good was putting the chair up against the door? Because all I could think of, this is probably going to sound weird, but was that Gumby movie we watched a while ago where they were, like, morphing through the walls. And I thought, surely that would be the same sort of situation where a chair against the door is not actually going to do much good. Well, he's invisible, but he's not... Ethereal? Yeah. He's not, like, discorporate. Corporate, I don't know the word I'm trying to say. So never mind. Yes, you know who would know Roxanne. <laughs> you know, I gotta say though, when the spaceship is on the floor and it like, it, it, you can tell. So it's on the floor and then it like reforms and falls back upwards. But it's all done in reverse. Like it's very clearly in reverse. But I still think mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and that's all. That's the only praise I'll give these special effects. <laughs> yeah, the spaceship itself looks like a giant cow shit. It's just like a giant, what? Cow, cow shit. shit. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it reminds me of in Jaws 3D when the shark, like, scoots across the screen and it looks like a giant loaf of bread. This looks like just like a giant <laughs> hamburger patty or like a meatloaf that's been yeah. burned. It looks like a meatloaf, you're right. I don't know why. It's just it like, like this that. big brown slab. <laughs> it's like, why? Should I never see Jaws now? Does that spoil everything? <laughs> Well, no, just Jaws there's 3D. a big difference between Jaws and Jaws 3D. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Skip Jaws and go straight to 3D. <laughs> Absolutely. You can watch 4, too. I hear that one's great. <laughs> Is that the revenge? Yeah, that's the one where Jaws follows the family to, like, a tropical location <laughs> because it just knows that they're there for some reason. I don't what? know. Is that where Sharknado got the idea? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. The spaceship slowly flies towards Sammy and then turns around and flies into the closet. He gets up and walks closer to the dark closet, and then that damn clown mask from before flies out again, laughing at him. How did they get the clown mask back? Did they have two of them? Well, Cortland, that's explained in the next second when Sammy wakes up because it was all a dream, baby. Okay. All right. Never mind. He seems utterly confused that he could possibly have been dreaming. He's like, what? That was a dream? But everything seemed so real, including the flying clown mask and the meatloaf spaceship. Oh, man. I liked that he had Ninja Turtles in his shelf, because that was like the first time I really thought, yeah, this kid's not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) He likes Ninja Turtles, so he's clearly a good guy. But also, he clearly lied to Roxanne because he said he was never going to sleep again, didn't he? Yeah, so that that was like... Roxanne's gonna know. That was like... It's like one of those jokes where it's like, oh, this is never gonna happen, and then you cut immediately to it happening. Mm-hmm. And I do like those. And it's that in this episode, but you don't know it. Yeah. So, like, they ruined the joke. That was pretty clever joke. then. <laughs> so did he sleep that... Was he dreaming that his parents were sleeping too, because they just don't sleep? Yeah, I thought it was yeah, kind it of be. Inception, because he was dreaming about dreaming. <laughs> Weird. Sammy sees the balls on his Newton's cradle begin <laughs> click-clacking back and forth on their own. 
Sam gets out of bed and puts his hand in the way to stop the balls. And then, a voice of a kid says, Hey, I was playing with that! Sam... (laughs) This is where the episode goes downhill. Sam is like, oh fuck. He turns on the light and asks if it's the ghost. We see footstep-shaped dips appear on Sam's bed, and the voice says, Yes, I'm the ghost of Hedge House. Sam says, Please, please don't kill me. And the ghost hmm. says, I never thought about killing him. Why was it that the ghost followed him and not Roxanne? Like, he didn't want to be in the house. He didn't want to be all up in the ghost biz. I think it's because Roxanne sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that. Roxanne sucks. She didn't have enough of a backstory to be worth following home. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he knew who the like, main character was. Hey, this kid likes Ninja Turtles. He can't be all bad. The ghost boy says that it was dead around Hedge House. And then he emphasizes the point that he doesn't mean bad. He means dead. Sammy is pouring with sweat and looks like he's shitting himself. And he barely manages to get out a... <laughs> funny. The ghost tells him, Oh, I'm glad you like my sense of humor. Maybe we can be friends? Oh boy. This part this part seemed very Casper to me. That's exactly yeah. what I thought yeah. when he said how many kids can say they have a ghost for a friend. I was like, well, the Christina Casper. Ricci and uh, that's about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Hillary Duff had it for a friend for a minute too. There's uh, dozens true. of them. <laughs> Sam is like friends with a ghost? Disgusting. If you wanted to be Fuck friends, that. why did you trash my room? The ghost explains that it's just something ghosts be doing. Mm. Then it picks up a basketball and it starts bouncing by itself. Mm. And it looks like shit, even though it seems like it would be easy to bounce a basketball by itself. Just bounce it and then move your hand. Yeah. Well, you did say there was more special effects than usual, so they might have had to use up their budget. Well, hopefully they didn't use their entire budget on this episode. (laughs) Oh, you'll see. Next episode. What? Suddenly, the ball flies at Sammy, and he catches it. And the ghost compliments his baller moves. Sweet moves on the court, dude. He caught the ball one time. <laughs> Clearly, he's like, you know, super basketball star. He's freaking dreaming. That's what I get out of Sam. <laughs> Sam is slowly backing his way out of the room and tells the ghost, Maybe it's not such a great idea for us to be friends. The ghost is like, what? How many kids can say they got a ghost friend? (laughs) Then we transition hard to the next morning. Sam is still in his room and he places three eggs on a table. He tells the ghost, when I say go, you start to juggle. The ghost is like, fucking all right, whatever. Then Sammy opens his bedroom door and in walks Roxanne. She says, can't wait to meet your little ghost friend. What's his name? Bobby or Billy or something? Sam tells her it's Brent. And she goes, oh, right, because there's so many ghosts named Brent. Yep, she's the expert that. on what ghosts are named, I <laughs> guess. Yeah. What's the list of acceptable ghosts named, Roxanne? <laughs> yeah. Casper, she's like, stinky. they can only be called, uh, Roxanne. Fido. <laughs> anyway... He tells Brent to go for the juggling, and Roxanne crosses her arms incredulously. (laughs) Nothing happens, and Sam keeps saying go. He's like, 
Okay, go. Go. But no dice. Roxanne tells him, A nice try, Sam. I can't believe how far you'll go to get out of going back to the house. She starts to give him a lecture about the importance of not wasting her precious time. And meanwhile, the eggs rise up and start spinning in circles behind her back. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to show off his tricks for her. Yeah. Sam tells her to look, but of course, the second she turns around, they're all nestled gently in their original position. Somehow, yeah. She's like, I ain't got time for this, and walks out. Yeah, she said she came all the way over here. Like, they go to the same school, they're project partners, whatever that means. They obviously live close by. She's already been to his house. It's just so far, so inconvenient. Yeah, they're best friends. Like, she comes here all the time. <laughs> she rings, he rings her in the middle of the night when his room's trash. She's his emergency contact. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't her first time there. <laughs> As soon as she's gone, Sam turns around and says, What's wrong with you? You made me look like a jerk. The ghost says, What's wrong? Can't you take a yoke? Get it? Yoke? Yeah, so the scene can't continue after that pun, and we move on <laughs> to later at school. In class, the room is completely silent while the teacher writes on the blackboard, and Sam is whispering incredibly loudly to Roxy next to him. That as soon as she left, the ghost wouldn't shut up. The teacher hears this and says, Sam Jacobs, apparently you're an expert in the art of converting fractions. And invites him to the board to show off his mad skills. The kids in the class lose their shit laughing for some reason. I don't know. That's not It's funny. hilarious. You had to be there. <laughs> when Sam gets to the board, his arm rises up by itself. The ghost tells him, It's cool, I got this. Sam tries to fight the ghost's influence, but the ghost makes Sam write in a bunch of numbers on the fractions. His whole arm was shaking. He couldn't control what he was writing. Yeah. He's just like, Ghost, take the wheel. When he's done, the teacher says, Very impressive, Sam. You managed to get them all wrong. Sam tells her, It wasn't me. It was a g g ghost. The kids laugh, and I understand why they laugh this time. Yeah. That's <laughs> that time actually is actually funny. funny, yeah. If that happened in real life, though, I don't think I would laugh. I think I would be a little concerned. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'd be like, yep, he's right. There's definitely ghosts. <laughs> School's canceled due to ghosts. Like, one of the kids in the back's like, I also have a friend that's a ghost. <laughs> Yes, may I be excused from this project? <laughs> Once I check with Roxanne if my friend's name's okay. <laughs> Sam takes his seat, embarrassed, and the ghost whispers loudly, Sorry, I was never good at math. Then why did you take his hand, you dick? Mm. He's a jerk. I like it. And also, my the best kid friend getting, is a jerk. The kid getting the questions wrong, I don't know if everyone would like think that was so bad if anything they'd just be like okay so you have to go in the remedial class now <laughs> we cut to later in the school cafeteria dollar store bulk and skull see sam walking with his food yes 20 year old middle school children <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i thought it was super weird that he couldn't wait to like stick his nose in and smell it <laughs> he picks up the tray and is like smelling it like doesn't even go back to his table just sticks his nose in it right there at the counter. Well, he's 
appreciating the good food. He wants to show the cafeteria workers that he appreciates their hard work. He didn't say thank you. I didn't see a cafeteria worker either. What are they all ghosts? They're in the back making tuna surprise. (laughs) They're in the back because they couldn't pay the budget to pay adult actors, (laughs) except for the teacher and the parents. And the boys. (laughs) Yeah. And the boys. (laughs) The bigger bully walks up to Sammy and pushes his face, which, as Rebecca noted, was already in his food, further into his food. Yeah, dips it right in there. He tells him, sorry, Sam, it wasn't me. It was a ghost. And they begin to walk away. Was that kid in the class? I couldn't figure out if it had just no. made its way around the gossip chain already. I don't or... think that kid's even in the school. He just like, <laughs> he showed up for lunch. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, hey, guys, uh, it's break time at work. Grab some, grab some chow. Didn't have time to make lunch this morning. The kids were crazy. <laughs> A ball of mashed potatoes rises up from Sam's lunch tray. Sam screams, no, like four times in vain for the ghost to chill the hell out. But this ghost has no chill and very slowly whips the mashed potato ball into Bulk's neck. The bully turns around, growling the whole time. Then it's another very sudden cut and Sam is in the school bathroom completely saturated in mashed potato and gravy. The ghost's voice says, What was I supposed to do? That dude was picking on you. What kind of friend would I be if I let him get away with that? Sam yells, You're not my friend. You're my worst nightmare. I want you out of my house and out of my life. Oh, straight out of Full House with that one. <laughs> yeah. That's when the music goes, Mary-Kate and Ashley also look sad. At the same time, yes. (laughs) The ghost says, You know what? You're right, Sam. I'm not your friend. True. So now the cover of the book is lying in two ways. Nobody's his friend, I told you, man. (laughs) He says, I've never been your friend. I'm your worst nightmare. And then the ghost leaves with Sam's backpack. Immediately cut to... Roxanne knocking on Sam's door. When he opens up, she holds up the camcorder and says, Guess what tonight is? He tells her, I'm never going back to that house. Ever! Then it's a weird, sudden cut to Hedge House. This episode has a lot of very sudden, odd cuts. It it doesn't transition from scene to scene smoothly at all. It should have a little spaceship between scenes. (laughs) That would be yeah. It'd be like those weird like virtual pets dissolving frame thing. I'd be, I would hate it, but it'd make more sense. I would be down for that actually. Roxanne and Sam are reaching the top of the staircase leading to the second floor of Hedge House, and she says, "Never, huh?" Alluding to that thing he presumably said like an hour before. Yeah. They reach the same door they opened the last time they were at the house. And there's a sudden flash of blue light. God, no, it's Attack of the Mutant. I don't know what it is, and they don't explain it, and that's just the end of that. Sam wants to leave, but Roxanne says that the ghost has to be in one of these rooms. Sam opens one of the doors hesitantly, and as he does, there's a big musical sting to reveal 
a messy room with a dirty mattress on the floor. Scary. She was bossy there, too, telling him to open the door, but she also wants him to film, so wouldn't it make more sense for her readily available hands to open the door and have him hold the camera ready to film? Look, she's not there to do work. (laughs) She's there to become famous. (laughs) That's true. A lot of famous people don't do much work. I feel like if I found this scene with, like, a mattress on the floor and trash all over and stuff, like, that would be scarier than the ghost. I'd be like, this is some squatter. Yeah, that's the Hobo drifting through. Possibly homicidal. We don't know yet. Where do squatters always get their mattresses, though? Probably off the side side of of the the road. road. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a lot to carry. What if you can't find a good house for a while? I don't know. You just bring a mattress with you and hope that you find an empty house. It's annoying. I hate moving mattresses. Maybe go to a rich neighborhood where they're always chucking their stuff out and getting new stuff. And leaving their houses vacant, I guess. (laughs) I don't know then. Yeah, it would be a hard thing to be lugging through the streets. Especially when you're invisible. God, that'd be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Roxanne says that it looks like somebody lives there. Then she says, I don't get it. What would a ghost need with all this stuff? <laughs> okay. Just some such a dumb question. Right. Who cares? You'd be like your first reaction would be, oh, it's not a ghost. <laughs> it's you know, whoever lives here. Not Huh. Why does a ghost have KFC trash? <laughs> Suddenly, the camcorder is ripped out of Sam's hand. The ghost voice says, There will be no video recording or flash photography on this ride, and then smashes that shit onto the ground. Man, that camera's probably so expensive. I know, especially in 1997 or whatever. Sam, almost in tears, says, Roxy, say hello to Brent. And Roxy, all the way in tears, says, And she runs away screaming. And I believe that's the end of Roxy. Yeah, she's dead now. Okay. Sam politely excuses himself too and runs down the stairs. The camera follows behind him as Brent tells Sam that he's following him. Sam makes it to his front door, but he struggles to close it as something invisible is blocking the way. Hmm. Then suddenly the door flies open and Sam goes flying. When he stands up, he don't know where that ghost is. Mom and Dad run up to him in their lab coats, asking what's the hubba. Sam yells, It's in the house! The ghost is in the house! And he runs away. The camera stays on Mom and Dad, and Dad says, I knew there were some of them out there, just never thought they would come here. I was surprised that the parents weren't in the basement doing the science. They were just standing in the foyer of their house, waiting for the kids to come home. Yeah, yep. waiting for in that there, In their science coats, did the dad have a bow tie on? Because I didn't take note of that. I'm sure he did. <laughs> All of their scenes were filmed. He's like Ted Danson in once. The Good Place. <laughs> he, does have a, he does have a bow tie on, yeah. Alright. Mom whispers, we better do something about it. This could traumatize Sam. Okay. In Sam's room, he's dodging toys and shit as Brent is just going crazy. Dad busts into the room, holding his proton power pack, and he turns off the light. 
He scans the room while Sam tells him to be careful because there's a ghost up in there. You don't fucking say. Dad tells him, oh, this ain't no ghost, Sam. Finally, Dad's doohickey starts beeping as he points it to a corner of the room and he focuses on it. A young 90s looking boy starts fading into existence. (laughs) Sam says, what is it? Some kind of monster? And the boy says, please don't hurt me. And Sam goes, Brent? But like, of course it's Brent. Who the fuck else would it be? (laughs) Some squatter. Someone else followed him home. (laughs) There's invisible boys everywhere. (laughs) He sees dead people. Dad responds. Here we go, guys. It's a human, Sam. I I, I was like, okay, okay. Because like, it's not a ghost. So keep going. (laughs) Sam responds, Human? I thought there weren't any more humans. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, Cortland is going to love this. It's true, because even though (laughs) I was saying earlier we watched the episode separately, I came into the bedroom where Brandon was watching it, and um, it was right near the end of the episode, and he's like, oh, Cortland's going to have a lot to say about this. (laughs) Look, we joke. All of the time that R.L. Stein's twists are aliens. And that's... <laughs> like, I didn't think it would happen again. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, okay, he's done it a couple of times. Like, that's it. Nope. Yeah, you were already like... Like, as soon as I told you this episode was about someone invisible, you were like, fucking another invisible episode? <laughs> and I was like, oh, just you wait. So you knew, like, this is something you remembered from your childhood? Yeah. This, this ending? Well, how could you not? (laughs) I mean, yeah, okay. The twist itself is like whatever, but like the visuals coming up are something you don't forget. Okay, let's talk about it. Mom tells Sam, all the humans were sent to the space colonies when we landed here two years ago. Brent says that his parents thought he would be able to survive if they could just turn him invisible. What? Which, how does that plan work, Corlin? Okay, so he's... 1997... Aliens invade, and you're just like, alright, we gotta turn you invisible. How, how do you do that? Magic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's magic. I'm not, I'm not Cortland, but I'll answer for him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just mystified by how ridiculous <laughs> this ending is. This was ridiculous because the whole thing was him invisible to survive, so then why is he going yes. around following people? Why is he, like, doing this thing with their arms when they're trying to write on the chalkboard? Like, ruining the equations. <laughs> Knowing the twist ending for this one, it, I don't understand Brent's motivation to do anything. It I don't understand no that. And I, don't I also understand... don't understand why the aliens have glass projects. <laughs> I don't understand the aliens' whole thing. They came to Earth... They look like people, yep. like they're pretty much just people. They came to Earth and then they took it over and then just like continued with people lives. They were just like, well, yep. we're just going to go to these schools and Learn go to these fractions. libraries, ride the buses, just work at McDonald's. We'll do all the people things. We're going to hang out in our basements doing science. We're going to bully like other alien kids. We're yeah. going to do fractions. I don't know, man. They just decided to be people. They're like, look at us. We're the people now. So everyone was an alien in that episode, except for that kid, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like, functionally, what is the point? Like, what is the difference being human 
in this scenario. Like, they come and they're like, oh, we're aliens and we're going to take you over. Like, why? Just live together. You got like, everyone looks exactly the same pretty much and seems pretty equal in like all aspects. Like, he could aspects. just be an imposter among them, right? Like, he wouldn't need to... Yes, how would yeah. you even know it's a people? I don't know. Well, we find out in a minute, I guess, but... I mean, not really, but we do find something out. I'm disappointed that aliens don't have, like, better telephones, really. No, because they just took over <laughs> they our just technology. just used the landline. <laughs> After they brought over their super advanced spaceships, then they were like, alright, we're just gonna start using 1997 human technology exclusively. And they have the Ghostbuster guns. Well, that's cause, just because he developed it. Yeah. Okay, so Brent's parents made him invisible to protect him from the alien race that took over Earth. And he chose to, like, did he get bored? And he was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to fuck with them. Maybe I could be their friends. It just doesn't make any sense because he it knows what will happen if the, he's really caught. It really doesn't. And, yeah. like, did his parents make him invisible but not themselves? And just be like, you live in this house by yourself. <laughs> You're seven. You got this. <laughs> You're on your own from here. They only had one invisibility pill. And what would have happened if he'd followed Roxanne out of the house instead? Well, her parents probably do science too. So, I, okay, so the project, I guess, makes a little bit more sense because presumably everybody would know that there's invisible humans still around if the mom and dad are making things so that they can see them. He can't be the only one. I mean, they're not going to make a whole machine just for one sure, kid. That sure. doesn't make sense. Mm, I thought the machine was looking for a, a ghost, though. Did their parents know automatically that it couldn't be a ghost? No, they were definitely looking for invisible humans. Okay, because That's the kid said, I thought all humans were dead. So is that just like Santa Claus or something where they can't tell the kids the truth that there's still humans among Maybe. us? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and I guess they tell them... It's ghosts. But even so, I mean, we still have like a minute left and not, I mean, that counts the credits too, I guess. But like the way that Sam reacts from now on for the rest of the episode just doesn't, it just counteracts all of that. Yeah. So Brent yells, why did you take over our planet? And mom leans down and says, we're not going to hurt you. We didn't agree with what happened to those other humans. But Brent is like, nah, fuck that. You built those detector lights to find other humans like me. Mom and Dad then turn around. Oh my god. And Brent gasps as we see the shittiest looking effects of two eyes and a mouth appearing on the back of their heads. It, it is so dumb looking. It is. I kind of like it though. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like something I'd see like in like '90s Nickelodeon like commercials. Yeah. Like up next is Rocco's Modern Life. Whoa. I could see that being entertaining for kids, and also the saying like "You don't have eyes in the back of your head." Well, these aliens did. I guess they had to give them something to be more distinguishable from. That's a human. You can just show your eyes okay. in the back of your head. Here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. R.L. Stein wrote five million Goosebumps books. Alright? Mm-hmm. There was the no Stephen way King of Goosebumps. There was no way they were going to be able to adapt them all. So 
you look at the stories and you go, okay, this one we can adapt, this one we can't. Yeah. Because of budget or whatever, like the Monster Bloods, the sequels, they didn't do those because, you know, they couldn't have the budget for that. They couldn't have the budget for Giant Praying Mantises. And for this one, I'd say, narratively, you can't adapt this and make it make sense because the whole reason the book works is because you're reading it and in your head you're imagining that they're humans because that's just your assumption. Yeah. But they're aliens the whole time and they look like aliens. Like they got tentacles no. and Yeah, and that makes sense because that's the argument you made for Camp Nightmare. And I get yeah. that. And you know what? I will say, with this part of the episode, like the effects look stupid and stuff, but like the the way that they're like cackling and closing in on this kid and, and the music and stuff, like it's pretty spooky. Oh, I mean, yeah, because they're going to murder him. Oh, yeah, uh, they're going to eat him or something. Yeah, that reminded me of the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where the guy was clearly going to murder his sister in the basement. Dark music, <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah, the music one. Yeah. Like, it's a stupid twist, but you know what? I kind of like it better than Camp Nightmare, for example, because it's spookier. I mean, they're very clearly I evil. think. I think it's a better twist than Camp Nightmare. It just doesn't work in this format. Yeah. Anyway, we see that Sam has that back face, too. And he says, <laughs> We won't hurt you, Brent, but Dad's other face is giving the creepiest fucking smile. That's good, yeah. Then we see the silhouettes of the three family members move closer to Brent as Dad gives a creepy laugh. The end. That's it. That's they right. kill him. Yeah. Yep. They never even let him play with the Ninja Turtles. I like that. Sam's been there for less than two years, and he's just like, Ninja Turtles are sweet. And then Hasbro or whatever is like, yes, keep buying more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they just keep making them. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's stupid. I mean, overall, the, the story's stupid, but I kind of liked it. It was, it was all right. Yeah, it could have been worse, I guess. It doesn't make a lick of sense, but that's all right. Sometimes that's okay. It's not as bad as some of the bad episodes of season two, I think. Yeah. Pretty uh, middle of the road goosebumps. So do you guys think that they were able to finish their school project now that their whole Mm. assignment's dead? (laughs) Hard to say. They didn't have a video camera recording them devouring this child or whatever. No, and like presumably Roxanne's just gone forever. Yeah, Yeah. she's dead. The ghost... Wasn't a ghost, but also gone. Everybody's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they might the have teacher... to go back and do photosynthesis. Somehow the teacher's still out there writing equations. She's probably lived on. All right. Well, I think now it's time to talk about the cast okay. of this episode. I will say, of the five main characters, only one of them has an IMDb profile picture. So... Probably doesn't bode super well. So first of all, we have Sam, played by John Davey. And John has three credits, this episode being his first role. Hmm. His other credits are David James in Real Kids Real Adventures, which came out the same year. And then a couple of years later, he played Tony Cardellini in Sister Mary Explains It All. Ah, the sequel to Clarissa explains it all. (laughs) Yes. All right. And two decades later, we don't know what he's doing? No. That's it. That's his career. 
right. We do know he's a Taurus, though. Oh, of right. course. I knew it. <laughs> From his acting. <laughs> yeah. Next, we have Roxanne, played by Dalene Irving. And Dalene has been in a couple of things. She's got ten credits. This was also her first role. She was also in Wind at My Back for 38 episodes as Maisie McGinty. Ah, classic role. So if you were a huge Canadian drama fan around the turn of the century, you might know her. <laughs> she also was in a lot of Anne of Green Gables Hold on, adaptations. She was in Cadet Kelly. <laughs> oh, I, love I didn't that even movie. see that. She was Marie in Cadet Kelly. So, that's her only role it that matters. Said, it said down there she did an additional voice in Harry Potter something. I didn't Yeah, we got a couple it. of those from Are You Afraid of the Dark where they did, like, additional things for Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I don't know what that could be. Maybe just some yeah. sort of, like, banter in the background? They, I don't they know. just needed lots of kids for that movie, I guess. Next, we have Brent, who's played by Darcy Weir. And Brent has been in one thing... And it's this episode of Goosebumps. Barely. And that's it. That's uh, that's his life. He was invisible in it for like 95% <laughs> yeah. of the episode. <laughs> yeah. He was... I mean, if that wasn't his voice and he was dubbed, like, he was in yeah. five seconds. He was eternalized as the guy that was crouching. <laughs> Fetal position in a corner of a yep. bedroom. <laughs> Next, we have Dad. Who's played by Ted Simonette. And Ted, even though he doesn't have an IMDb profile picture, actually has been in quite a few things. Uh, his most recent role was in an episode of The Handmaid's Tale, which is something I've heard of, so. Yeah. I've heard yeah, of he's it, got that I've never seen him. it. He One was in an episode of Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. Perfect. 80s oh. version of The Twilight Zone. That's cool. And cool. The Littlest Hobo. Lost hobo. And finally, we have Mom, played by Arlene Mazerol. And I'm sure to be pronouncing that wrong. It's okay. She listens, but she'll be mad about it. She and her profile picture have been in 43 different things. Her most recent role being in the 2013 reboot of Carrie. We saw that, didn't we? Who was she? She was Miss Helen Finch. Of course, of course. Oh, I think I might remember her. I watched that movie not that long ago, and I I don't. She might have been one of the teachers at the, like, prom thing. Sure. Someone at the school. She's the main character. She's so singing. Arlene has been in an episode of The X-Files. She was in Ren Tin Tin, Canine Cop, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Oh, she played a prostitute in Toronto Trilogy. Prostitute number two, like not even the prime. <laughs> She's prostitute. not even the best. <laughs> yeah, so forty-three credits, like, not bad. I, I feel like we should bring up the bully. Um, it's probably the most famous out of everybody. Really, the twenty-year-old bully guy who gets mashed potatoes whipped under the back of his neck is K. Trevor Wilson, who is in Letterkenny. Yeah, how old was he really? Oh. Because he really did look older. Uh, let me say look at his he full was... bio. He was born in 1981, so he was like 18 years old at the time. Okay, so not that inappropriate age. Yeah, so uh, apparently this K. Trevor Wilson has been in the show already as first teen in The Haunted Mask 2 Part 1. I don't remember seeing him. 
And that's his first credit. Yeah. He started his career with Goosebumps and then moved on okay. to 68 episodes of Letterkenny as Dan. Wow. So it's, he's still acting. He's the only one that's still stuck with it so far. Yeah. He was also Bigfoot in the TV series Bigfoot. Good for him. All right. Well, I think we have to try to find some kind of moral from this moralist episode. Okay. Don't talk in class because you'll end up having to go do equations on the board and they might get ruined. <laughs> Pie ghosts? That's one of the only ones I got. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's guaranteed to happen at some point. Um, A ghost is going to ruin your schoolwork. Don't interrupt your parents doing science. <laughs> <laughs> Just let them do experiments in Just peace. let them do it. Yeah. Moral of the story, if you find a ghost, make them juggle some eggs. <laughs> if ghosts aren't going to do tricks for you, then they're no good at all. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of Matilda when she's trying to do her tricks for Miss Honey, but they wouldn't work. <laughs> Love Matilda. Such a good movie. Those are really the main takeaways. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. Like, don't be friends with Roxanne. <laughs> uh Oh, that's it. I've got, I've got another moral. Sure. If your parents make you invisible to try and save your life, don't go around trolling people if you want to live. <laughs> yeah, like that's really the moral. Just saying, your parents' sacrifice is in vain if you're just going to be like, "Hey, I'm here." Unless Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up and says, "Come with me if you want to live," <laughs> you're screwed. Gosh. Don't be stupid. My best friend is invisible. That's not a great title because. It's not his best friend. No. Nobody's friends in this episode. Well, maybe it is his best friend because really he interacts with a bully like that shoves his face. <laughs> Roxanne's a bitch. Like, who else does he have in his life? His parents that don't even care. His best friend hates him. <laughs> he could be friends with his Ninja Turtles. Cause they're the cool. alternate name. My worst nightmare is invisible. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> About, there's no cat in this episode. How about, I hate when I invite Roxanne over and my ghost doesn't show off his tricks. <laughs> uh, fractions are your friends. Frog fractions. <gasps> that's not a title, that's just something I remembered. <laughs> R.L. Stein uses aliens too much. It's my spaceship again, looks like guys. shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think that's it. That's <laughs> Those are good titles, I guess. Done, done, done. We're geniuses. Baby geniuses. <laughs> Mediocre, just like the episode. What's <sighs> next? I'm excited here. Cortland, you yeah. shouldn't be excited. Okay. Sorry to say. No, uh, okay. The next it's episode right. is called The House of No Return. And don't yeah. bother looking up a cover because it's, it's another short story. <sighs> Okay, well, let's look at the cover of the book it comes from, then. Uh, it's from Tales to Give You Goosebumps, the original, maybe? I don't know. Looks yes. like Fright Night a little bit. There's, like, a house in the background, and there's a ghost, like, scratching out of it. It's uh, really spooky looking. I'd probably pick this book up. Yeah. I don't like the ones adapted from short stories, specifically because we can't look at the covers. No, but, I mean... Don't Wake Mummy was pretty good, so... Yeah, it was a solid episode. House of No Return, though. I like the covers. Yeah, well, so what do you think that's about based on nothing but the title? Well, first I have a question. Are we going to get a lot of 
short story episodes in this season? Because I feel like that's what's going to happen. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Uh, House of No Return. I think it's going to be the nightly neighbors, except uh, Goosebumps. <laughs> so they're going to go to a house, and there's going to be uh, maybe some vampires or ghosts or something in there. And they're like, now you can't leave. And the kids are going to be like, oh, man, this is going to be boring. Okay. Or maybe if you go to this house, like it gets put up on the market, and you just you can't go back into it because it's somebody else's property now. So you just turn invisible and squat there. You hope that yeah. someone drags a mattress in for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. I think that's what it. What if it's like you go through a portal <laughs> and you can't get out? That doesn't that sound so bad. I don't know. Hey, it does if you get stuck in the house and there's no good stuff. What if there's no snacks? There's going to be some sort of pandemic and everybody can't leave their house. Okay. That does sound scary. (laughs) All right. I think that's it for this episode. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Yeah. It was nice to see you again. I don't know know when I'll see you again. No, I hope to see you sometime before. (laughs) Maybe when we're down in our basement doing science later. Oh, yeah, and then you'll have to shine lights in your kids' faces. <laughs> Don't forget to put on your bow tie tonight. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> a getting saucy. All right, that's it for us here. We've been up all night. Yeah. We'll be here next time for the House of No Return. I won't right. be here next time. No. It's okay. I don't be- think we're going to have a guest. Nobody wants to do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Can't you take a yoke?